You're listening to the Digital Queens podcast, super social digital growth for the busy entrepreneur. Here are your hosts, Dawn Rose and Melissa Mitchell. Queen's podcast. We are so happy to have you guys back again with us this week. Hey, Melissa, how are you? I am good, Dawn. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. It's a sunny day in Queensland. It's a bit windy, but uh, it's okay. I've got the fan on right now and the door closed, uh, the windows closed because my neighbors are having their fence done. So I'm sorry if we hear a little, a little bit of drilling and digging in the background. It might be a bit noisy today, <laughs> but you know, the show must go on, as they say. That's right, Dawn, and we have an amazing episode today as well. Yeah. There's a big lockdown on social, well, I wouldn't yeah, say lockdown, but lockout on social media. Good hey, segue Dawn. there, good segue, because otherwise we could go on <laughs> about these lockdowns. But yeah, so there was, there was a big, mm. um, most uh, people, if you're on social, if you're on Facebook and Instagram, you would have uh, seen a, a couple of days ago as a, the recording of this at the beginning of uh, October 2021, uh, there was a mass uh, outage for Facebook and Instagram. And WhatsApp, because they, own that, yes, they own that as well. Yeah. yeah, so so basically, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast that happened, what, two days ago, I mean, here in Australia, it happened at 2 a.m., so we woke up and it, it didn't come back on, I think, until about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, and we're going to talk about that today because it, it does, if you've got an on, online business, yes, it does have an impact. I'm mm. sure there's people who solely sell through social media yeah. um that were affected by that so we're going to discuss that and and um i was actually going to say dawn too uh one of my mentors sarah scott that i always talk about the instagram queen yeah. um yeah. i watched one of her trainings I'm, I'm in her membership group and she talked about um you know what did you think was the the platform most affected facebook instagram or whatsapp you know in, in here in australia you know like i mean well most of the world you know it Facebook leads away, then Instagram, and I think TikTok is third or whatever. But uh, people forget that WhatsApp is actually a huge presence overseas. It's getting bigger massive. here in Australia. It's yeah. massive. People it's do huge. a lot of business over TikTok, yeah. over WhatsApp, sorry. 100%. Yeah. They yeah. do. So she pulled up some reports, which were public knowledge, um, mm. about how many um, queries or, or um, tickets were listed, you know, because people didn't know what was going on. So people oh, I see. So people reports. were... Yeah, the reporting tickets where you correct, sort of have correct, to report yeah. something, a fault or whatever. Yeah, so she right. actually had a look and it was quite interesting with the graphs because she mentioned, um, you know, which one do you think? I, I just thought for some reason it would be Facebook. I don't know what you think, Dawn. Um, but it was well, actually I what... Have, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I would have gone with probably even Instagram. But, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I don't, I'm not surprised it's TikTok now saying that. I mean, TikTok, why don't you say TikTok? I'm not surprised it's WhatsApp now. WhatsApp, yeah, it was now, actually For those of WhatsApp. you who don't know, just, just super, super quick, mm. guys, if you don't already know, Facebook owns Instagram and they own WhatsApp. So they are a trio. They own lots of other and the things world. as well. But they the are world. a trio of, yeah, around the world. What did I no, say? I mean, and the world. Oh, yeah, and the world. <laughs> they yeah, dominate yeah. the world. Facebook owns the world, yeah. Um, yeah, so Facebook owns, a, a Facebook, obviously, Instagram they bought out a few years ago now, and they also now own WhatsApp. So, so that they are a trio of apps. They are, the you know, the most used apps for business, I would say um yep. around the globe and uh whatsapp yeah we don't use that as much over here in, no. in australia but i i know that in america and actually in other places like i think maybe india 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 china. is humongous china yeah. the amount of um whatsapp messages 
And look, you and I are so social savvy and digital savvy, but like sometimes I'm like, how did they get my details? Because it's your phone number. Yeah. I think there is a way to do it without your phone number, but I, I've only heard of that briefly. I, I, can't, I don't actually know how you do it. But, yeah, the amount of uh, people I get from China actually saying, yeah, hey, you do this, do you want to buy this? And it's, like you said, you know, China, India, Pakistan, um, America, it is humongous to do business. Mm. So maybe, I mean, it, it, it's a topic that you and I don't know a lot about. So maybe one day if we can... Um, you know, get a if little bit of knowledge. We'll do to talk about yeah. WhatsApp and WhatsApp for business. Bit, uh, I think we'll do an episode on that. So, yeah. so what Dawn and I wanted to talk about briefly today was what this lockout, lock, lockout, lock, lockdown meant. Can't talk today, guys. Um, is look, if you're just using social media for socials, fine, big deal. You know, it doesn't affect you. It doesn't affect you if you don't see what someone's having for lunch that day or or whatever. But if you are running a business on there, here's where it does get a little bit tricky. And it's something Dawn and I have actually said to our clients for years, for years. So the thing is, if you don't, we, you don't own your social media, you don't own your followers, you don't own your social media. And you look at what happened in TikTok and Pakistan with, uh, sorry, TikTok and Pakistan, India and Pakistan with TikTok, it just got shut down overnight. Mm. Um, I know India got shut down overnight. Pakistan's been taken off since but I don't know how quickly that happened mm. now there was people there that were monetizing that so this is this is what Dawn and I really want to get across uh, today is that you don't own your socials um you we're not saying you must be on social media if you have a business but what we want to talk about is you need to safe proof your business because you need to own a list you need to corral your leads somewhere so that you get their name, their phone number, what business they do, um, you know, what country they're in, you know, how do you contact them? Because when things like this happen, it's disastrous for people. For you and I, Dawn, you know, it's it's a pain in the bum because we've built our presence on there, we've built our business businesses up on there, but we have other avenues that we safeguard ourselves with. But a lot of people don't. And Dawn, as you would know too, many people, and look, we're not saying you must have a website, because a website is a whole other ball game, but many people just solely rely on Facebook or Instagram shops. And now if, if you're, if you're selling, you know, you're selling a couple of thousand dollars a day and it's out for 12, 20, 24 hours or whatever it was out for, you're not making money. No. And not only are you not making money, you're also not collecting data yeah. on those people that are visiting. Well, they're not visiting, but like you're, you, it's, it's 12 to 24 hours that you're not collecting an email list or something like that. So we're going to talk about that. And um, I just wanted to say, I know we've spoken about it on another episode, the, the word omnipresence, having a presence everywhere. Now, this does not just mean, we're not saying, go and open a Snapchat account, go and open a Pinterest account. What we're saying is come from all angles, 360 degree view. Mm. So you, you need to have um, your social presence that you can leverage. We're not saying it's everything, but and it's got to be a presence that you can leverage. There's no point having two people on there and just going, okay, I'm just going to work on my Instagram. I'm just going to sell off Instagram today. No, you got to work on that. It's the same as if if you open a website. You People don't just come. You have to work on traffic for it. Mm-hmm. And what Dawn, um, I'm going to hand over to Dawn in a moment, is what Dawn's going to talk about is, and we've both said this for years to our clients, you must have an email list. You don't own anything else. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying this to my clients like about a year ago. I mean, I've said it for years, but a year ago, there's one in particular. And I said to her, so you're, you're just relying on Facebook. She goes, well, 
I don't want to get across every other platform. I said, you don't have to. But what are you going to do if Facebook goes down? It won't go down. I said, none of us thought COVID would happen. Yeah. And look at all the bricks and mortar businesses that have gone out of business. Yeah. They didn't yeah. think it was going to happen. No. So this is, this is the whole thing. Mm. It's the same for a bricks and mortar business. And Dawn, I know you've got a, um, a client at the moment that you're working with on this. The same thing. Great business booming, but you've got no social presence. So when COVID hits, I'm not saying it affected your customer, but when COVID hits, you've got no social presence. You know, how are you going to quickly get social presence? So coming from all different angles, email list, Google My Business is another one that people overlook. Mm. If you want to have a website, but, you know, again, you've got to drive traffic, then you've got to understand what the purpose of your website is. Um, And socials, whether it's just, you know, putting all your eggs in one basket, you know, Facebook and Instagram, it's like, well, hey, they own each other. Maybe, maybe do Facebook and LinkedIn, you know, that don't yeah. own each other, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a very interesting topic. Um, look, I, I don't know about you, Dawn. I wasn't worried about it. It was actually a good break for me <laughs> working on social media. But um, it's a pain though, it's a pain though for your clients as well, though, because you know, yes. part of your your job is to deal with socials for clients too right Right. you you manage some social media accounts yourself that is your job Mm -hmm. um to manage their accounts i I think what our listeners probably need to understand is and and i think what every business needs to understand is a couple of things you can't build your house on borrowed land right that's that's a Mm -hmm. that's a saying you cannot build your house on borrowed land if you build a house on borrowed land, it can be taken away from you at any time. You do not own that land. And by that, I mean, we do not own social media platforms. Mm-hmm. And so if you are growing your business solely using Facebook, Instagram, yep. TikTok, look, you need to be able to find other ways to connect with your customer, which is exactly yes. what Melissa was saying now. And exactly what you just said there. Um I'll, I'll talk about email lists in a second, but yep. I liked what you said that about a, a website. A website is definitely a good thing to have. I don't think that it's a hundred percent necessary when you're first starting yeah. out. I don't believe that you need you have to have a website. Um, you know, you and I have talked about this. Yep. Yep. I think you can grow a business without a website these days. You might Correct. need like a landing page or something like that as an alternative. Um, I do think, though, as you start to want to grow, a website is a good place to capture information of potential mm-hmm. clients. So mm-hmm. I, I do believe that we have to have some kind of uh, presence. But but here's the thing. We own the websites, right? We yes. own our website. Mm-hmm. So actually having a website or, or a uh, even if it's just a one page, guys, uh, you own that one page. And if you're if you have enabled it to capture names and emails, whether it be through a you know a gift that you're giving away or a, a free console or I don't know um like you know signing up yeah. something as simple as a newsletter which survey yeah yeah that really works well um so exactly what Melissa was saying about it, having a, a combination of ways to connect with customers but like I said you can't build your house on borrowed land and and my question has been to my clients yeah. the same as Melissa what happens if Facebook or Instagram goes away tomorrow? And exactly, I've had exactly the same conversation and my clients in the past have said to me, oh, that's not going to happen. I know. And I'm like, but, but it, it did. It <laughs> did, right? And we didn't know how long it was going to be out for. And I don't know if you, I don't know if you know the reason why it went down. I think it had something to do with, it's hackers. Yeah. 
Well, I they're saying the server, the DNS or something server? Yeah, I think, yeah well, I think, yeah, I think the, the domain name went up for sale or something like that. Yeah, it, it went yeah, up for sale. But, yes. but Mark Zuckerberg has put out a statement, and I think he said something about it was like the biggest like, kind of hack that I think they've ever had or something. I think so, <gasps> I think so. He, he has put out a statement. I was kind of reading it really briefly this morning. Um, and, um, yeah, so, but anyway, guys, all you need to know is as well, let's go back even a few years, and I've mentioned this this before, but 2018, Facebook were in Congress um, mm. about uh, it was Cam- it's about the Cambridge Analytica scandal, and, and you guys can go up and read about that. It basically was about a breach of information sharing. So uh, Facebook had breached laws that had sh- they'd shared information, or the company that they were using to gather information had shared information or private information. Anyway. They were in Congress and Congress were basically, you know, giving them a slap on the wrist and saying, you know, you need to do better with your privacy and you need to look after people's data that you're, you know, you're supposed to be taking care of, et cetera, et cetera. Right. It's all to do with data protection. However, my my uh, live streams after that were even more ramped up with guys. If Facebook, if Congress had turned around to Facebook and said, you're out shut it down you're not having this anymore we can't we need to protect our citizens data we need to to protect um countries uh, yeah the country yeah yeah yeah. what's it called um security and uh yeah security national security we have we have to you know we have to protect our national security as well as our um you know residents uh citizens security if if they had turned around and basically said shut down facebook my question to my clients is how would you then get hold of your clients if you are only building on social media and and facebook goes down and let's that means instagram's going to go down too and then whatsapp goes as well how are you connecting with your clients outside of socials and and even I just I just remembered too, Dawn, and our listeners will remember. Well, actually, if you're in Australia, if you're in Australia, you would know this. But further on to what you've just said, yeah, it went down, and you know, if it's been hacked or server whatever, it still went down. Mm. But do you remember not long ago? How long ago was it where the Australian media got all government got involved over the media? And overnight here in Australia, if you remember, yeah gone yeah and so that was during covid so that was yeah. the beginning of covid last Sorry. around that time last year fundraises um, everything facebook uh, the um yeah the regulators or whatever were in conflict with facebook over our news channels and what um, the government wanted to be paid for so and so basically they took money. all of the news channels yep. down off of and it wasn't uh, just facebook. news channels and this is what people i don't think they understand oh, it was like the cfa as well like the yeah um, it was anything that yeah. reported facts basically yes, yes it was so, so therefore there was fundraising the country fire brigade cfa by the way oh yes important yeah. for bushfires <laughs> that's why i mentioned it because it was where it is where a lot of people in those remote locations rely on for, they for do get information. information from but it was all of those channels it was all of the kind of official channels wasn't it that yeah anything that was reporting data was literally gone overnight mm. that was it gone so I, I remember getting on and looking at my looking at my local news and like there's nothing it's weird yeah but the thing is Facebook can do that do you think they care no, yeah, no. they don't have a customer complaint well <laughs> You know, it's it's not like you go to the supermarket, I want to file a complaint. Has anyone here ever tried to submit a ticket on Facebook? Yeah. What do you it get takes, back? Takes, yeah, forever. It's robots. It's mostly robots, exactly. It, and that's another thing care. we need to point out, Melissa, is exactly yeah. what you're saying as well. 
Facebook ha is notorious for closing down ad accounts like that. Oh, you know, yeah. I've heard of so many people that are, that even manage ad accounts for their yep. customers and suddenly their customers ad account gets shut down. You know, yep. you can be deplatformed at any time. Yeah. And we you do never not know why. own these companies. Like I said, you can't build your house on borrowed land. We don't right. own this land. So it's so important that we get the message across now that you need to be whenever you one connect, step ahead yeah mm. be exactly be one step ahead whenever yep. you're connecting with a client or potential client so it doesn't have to be someone that's paying you money it could be someone that's just really interested in, in, in what you do you want to find a way to connect with them outside of uh just messaging mm. them in messenger dming them on instagram uh and you know saying messaging them on on whatsapp you want to get their name and email and you want to store that information on your computer somewhere you can do this in the most simplest yes. of forms yes which is just to cut and paste it and put it into a spreadsheet yep. like google spreadsheet guys it's totally free so you could yep. do it that way if you want to, or if you don't like the fact that it's in the cloud on Google, you can put it in your own, um, you know, um, safe, secure place. Yeah, and, spreadsheet yep. on your own a personal PCs, for example. Um, but that is the most easiest way to start being in touch with your with your customers. And in fact, the um, the customer that uh, the, the client I was talking to, to you about earlier, that's yes. what he's done. And he said to me, "I've actually got about a fifth. I've got at least fifty or sixty of my because he wants to start a newsletter and he's like oh. I've got about 50 or 60 of my customers emails because that was the first thing I asked him <laughs> do you have contacts for your uh, clients and he said to me yes I actually do have a list of them and I'm like awesome well that's where we start when it comes to an email you know yeah, email he's got that information but he doesn't I, have to go out and collect I, yeah it. and um it, but it was something that he'd been told to do I think by his accountant or something um they'd said to him you know ah. make sure you've got a list of your clients you need to have a list of your clients and their emails so there's there's a whole range of reasons why you should be taking that information uh offline um, yes obviously his yes. accountant needed to know it I'm assuming because of invoicing and all that kind of stuff so that's one side of things but also just to be able to keep connections with your clients should something like this happen again yeah. A hundred percent. And it, it is very scary. And, and, and as Dawn and I were saying, it's both ways. It's not just for socials. It's the other way. Like, you know, if I don't know, your, your website gets hacked and, and you've got all your name, like where, where else are you storing those names? How yeah. secure is it? It's, it's every different way. My, my sister owns a business and, um, I, I started helping her with their social media because uh, the, they mostly get their business through referrals and website. They get it. They get a lot of website traffic, yeah, and a lot of traffic through Google My Business, but they also do Google AdWords as well. Yeah, and um, they. I, I had a look at her Facebook page, and the first thing that I did when I went as admin on there, I made some secure things, and and luckily because her personal account that she would set up that account the page with hacked and because she hadn't secured it they changed the email address so she couldn't even go in and change the password to get back in it but then that started off a whole chain of events of yes. oh well then I can't get into this and now we need to change Instagram and now we need to change this so it was the first thing sort of you know keep your things secure but have it somewhere else like like Dawn's saying so I think at some point Dawn we, we were talking we, we will do an episode 
and and really dive deep into email campaigns. I know this is this is not my forte. It is something that um, Dawn does set up for her clients as well. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, we we're just talking before this call. I said to her, "Okay, I need a proposal from you to do mine." Yeah. <laughs> so do reach out to her because um, it it can be it can be a really stressful thing trying to work out how to put all this together in a few easy steps that can be integrated. Um, with there's a lot of free like free systems out there Um, like so you know if Dawn sets sets it up in a system for you like MailChimp or or whatever it is MailerLite or you can use paid services some people you know Aweber or Drupal what was the other one you started recently? Flowdesk. Flowdesk as well. I really like that. Flowdesk is is you get a couple of weeks free trial. Uh, I'll drop a link in the in the yeah do do um, with the because I think you can get a two week free trial and then at the moment they're doing a fifty percent off uh-huh. uh, lock in yeah. deal at the moment. Oh, so that's locked in. That 50%. yeah yeah lock you can lock in at fifty percent off. So it's about nineteen dollars a month, but that is unlimited. So you can send unlimited emails. You can have unlimited mm. um, numbers of your list, etc. Right at the moment um but yeah, I was on drip before that but drip as you start to grow and you get like me a couple of thousand people on your email list so does their uh, monthly um monthly fees um and you know I'm a business guys and I have to look at my expenditure and you know when you are I'm sure with a lot of that their drip is quite designed towards um, mass emailing and um, e-commerce. It's a real e-commerce centric platform. Uh, It didn't really suit me. The more I was looking into it, I was thinking, well, I don't, the features that are for the e-commerce, like I'm not using those features. So why would I be paying $80 a month to run emails, which I only do um, either sporadically or weekly. Whereas Flowdesk, it still had some really good features. I can tag people, I can set up, you know, I can, Mm. yeah, because I've got my, obviously I've got my bridal clients and then I've got my coaching clients and I've got my my brick and mortar. So I kind of can separate things out fine. And and I thought, you know what, I'm going to give it a go. So I did, I did the two week free trial. In fact, my free trial is up tomorrow (laughs) and and I'm going to transfer. I'm going to transfer everything over to Flowdesk. So I really like that. So there are plenty of, we'll, we'll, I'll do an episode and, and talk about platforms that you can use. Turn my phone um, off, sorry. <laughs> I talk about platforms that you can use, but um, really, I you want to keep things at, at the big. If you're at the beginning of your business, just keep things super simple. And every time you make a connection with someone, just get their name and email. Name and de- just and get their actually. Name and email. There's an easy way. What I used to do, and look, I'm 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 guilty of this. I and that's why I've asked Dawn for a proposal to do my emails, um, because you know, it, it's not my forte, but an easy way in the beginning, you know, going back a couple of years where I didn't want to spend money on email, what are they called? Systems or I don't know, but yeah, I think I had MailChimp. Okay. It's basically email service fine. providers. Yeah. Email yeah. service yeah. provider. Yeah. yeah. It did the job and it was free. Yeah. But yeah. what I would do, and so just check whatever system you're with, whether it will provide you with, if, you know, Flowdesk or MailChimp or MailerLite, whatever it is, Usually you can get an app. And what I would do is if I met someone, I would just put it straight because you've always got your phone on you. I just open the app and put it in straight away. Yeah. 
um, because it's the easiest way to collect them, you know. Um, but yeah, I we use will... Mailchimp. That was the first one when I started about yeah. five years ago. Uh, I used Mailchimp, and it was it was really good. I really yeah. liked it. I thought it was inexpensive. It's good for starters. Um, it was a good starter, and it does have a free version. However, um, around two thousand and I'm going to say two thousand and eighteen nineteen, they made some amendments to their free version, and they took away some of the features. So I've always been grandfathered in because I've had my account set up from a long mm. time ago. And then I started to teach my clients because I thought, oh, God, if you're just starting out, use uh, use MailChimp. Uh, this is how you do it. I'll set it all yeah. up for you. Happy to do that. But um, I noticed that the features that they had were not this because they just joined. That's what out. I noticed as well. Yeah, were not the features mm. that I had in the past. So, um, you know, I, I came across that too with a client. I kept saying, no, why? What do, do you this. mean you're paying for it? Yeah. Because I've got over a thousand people. I'm like, I've got over a thousand people. I don't pay for anything. It was because yes. it was, yeah. Yeah, because you've been grandfathered into the whole mm-hmm. new version that they created. Yeah. yeah. So, so um, that's why I kind of encourage my clients at the beginning to um, to start with. If you've only got three, four, five, ten, you know, even up to a hundred emails, you can just start with a spreadsheet right now. If you've got the money to pay for it, then I definitely think go for it. Use something like Flowdesk, use ConvertKit, yeah. use Active yeah, Campaign yeah. is a really good one. There's lots of them to, to store those emails. I, I, I do think that's a really good idea. Um, but also, I was uh, every month I do a download of all my contacts as well. Oh. So that's just again to make sure that I've still got a copy of that's um, them in a and they do it in a it comes in a CSV format which is basically like a spreadsheet format oh, yeah sort of thing. file um, and I I it's like a backup yeah yeah just as a backup see this is why I need you Dawn <laughs> <laughs> because because then I guess um, I mean I guess you could do think oh look and I know I don't want to open a can of worms we could talk about this in another set, uh, podcast but. Then you could do cleanups too. So like, yes. you know, if someone's changed an email address or now it's not valid, it'll clean it up and get rid yeah, of it. Yeah, and, those, and those, those kind of systems do that for you. So you can okay. set things up that, um, you know, once somebody's not active, like that, you can you can look at statistics on these things. So that's why they're a great idea mm. if you're a business. You can look at who, what people are opening them, your open rates, you know, yeah. how many people opened this email as opposed to the last email you sent. And you can yeah. start to like do a bit more of analysis, which is what I do. I, and I go, oh, let's have a look at this email. Why do, why do I think people open that more than what they open this one? Normally it's because I've done a really good headline. A yeah. headline makes a big difference and, and, you know, again, we'll, we'll do an episode on, on email marketing, but um, yeah, you can, you can look at the analytics of the, mm. with using these email service providers and they can provide a really important tool for a business moving forward. Yeah. Um, and, and just like you said in our last episode, um, actually, I think it's not the last episode, but one of our episodes that we pre-recorded, which will be coming out soon, you say, we, we talk about how you, um, give in public and you sell in private yes um yes, and yes. one of the ways that you can sell in private is that you sell using your email list right Correct. you can yeah people have connected with you you can use your email list you nurture sell. the so, relationship so it, it, it's another it's another uh reason why if you are solely building on social media um that that you know, like you've said um, before, you say, you know, you, you pride yourself in, in organic marketing and the fact that yep. you don't sell constantly. You're not always. You're, and and I don't need you, to. Yeah. You really don't yep. sell in those posts. 
yeah um, because of what you do so and, but you would maybe sell in, in your private Facebook group yeah, because exactly. that's private that's your private yeah, members right. only kind of area that's for yeah. selling but and I've got public, the relationship with them yeah mm. that's right so um yeah so it's the, but it's the same with with your emails you know you you kind of get people onto mm. your email list mm. and then it's private it's a place where you can send links for free you know you don't have to get penalized right. for yeah. people opening a link or because uh, you're not taking Something them off like of their that. platform all that kind of stuff so Definitely, yes. if you if you are someone who is growing your business and you are using social media to grow your business, that's fantastic, and we applaud you for that. And if you're a local business, we think that you should be using yeah, social yeah, I do. as yeah. well. But no matter what kind of business you are, brick and mortar or online, you need to find a way to capture those names and emails away from social. Yeah. Yep. Yep. A hundred percent. I agree. And it's yeah. It's it's probably the number one thing that you and I would tell our clients. And it's the first thing we ask. It's like, you know, when you're designing a website for someone or for me, it's like they come and say, you know, I want to run some Facebook ads. I'm like, okay, where, where's your traffic going back to? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, just the page. They can give yeah. me a like. No. And that was no. the first thing I said to you. I said to you, right. Because uh, you've obviously transferred your stuff over to Coachbox now, and Coachbox Correct, can yes. control your email. My CRM. So, yep. so um, yeah, so you can use that for email. So that's another. It's a bit like when we were talking about Mailchimp and Flowdesk and stuff. Yeah. Coachbox does it all for Melissa, and and I'm doing Melissa's website right now. And the first thing I said to Melissa was, "Okay, where am I sending people to from your website?" <laughs> and that's when you said to me, "Well, and now I've just got this new software. I've got to set this up, but it will be going onto my Coachbox email list." I'm like, "Sweet." It was the first thing as a as as a you know, you ask me. website designer as a, as a the yep. first thing I ask my clients is you know exactly what you said where where are we taking your client if client hits your website where are they going where are they and, going uh, where am I getting go people on socials yeah 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 so just as important as yeah I want them to go to Facebook I want them to join my Facebook group or I want them to download my uh, free free yeah. ebook or whatever that's all great um but how, how are you, how you them? yeah how are you connecting with them and and it's it that should be, if you, if any of you are out there getting a website built, that should be the first thing a website designer asks yeah. you. Forget all this fancy, SEO, I can SEO your oh, website and gosh. I can do this I and I can do that. And right. forget yeah. all that. The question yeah. is, if somebody hits your website, where are they, where are they going? Go? It's, so, it's so true about the SEO. And the other thing, the other thing that I hear, and I don't do web design, that's, that's Dawn's um, forte. But the other thing is, it's like, seriously, People will take months and months to decide on a font. Yeah. And a colour. That's not getting you traffic. <laughs> no, exactly. I mean, yeah. yes, it's important and I get all that. But oh, that's yeah, the, the aesthetics and, and how it looks. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You want things to flow and, and you want things to be um, but, consistent. But it's, not, it's not what's going to make you money. And what you said about SEO is important. So, um, you know, and we'll, we'll do another episode on this, the search engine optimization. So that can be paid or organic. So that's mm. basically optimizing your website or whatever it is, or your Google My Business so that you've got searchable terms so that it drives traffic and all that sort of yeah. thing. And that's great, right? It's, it's like a Facebook ad, right? It, it's mm. like, yeah, great. Go and drive traffic, but you're not capturing them. So yeah, you, you go, can drive, yeah, yeah. You drive people to do all this hard work and drive people to your website. And then what do they do? Yeah. And, and the other thing is as well, and, it, it, and just before we go, is I come across people who uh, maybe they're in like network marketing or something like that. So they've got a company website, so they don't own it. Mm. And they always drive people to their website and see this is the opposite thing. I say to them, you don't own that. You can't see the statistics and you cannot put a landing page on there to capture your leads. Mm. Oh, so people got to think about that. If, if you're part of a, 
not a franchise. If you're a franchise, you'd have have your own. So I'm sort of talking about. I don't. Want, I don't want to say small players, but you know, like the. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, they're, they're certainly not smaller, smaller players, but they're not like um, a bricks and mortar business is what I mean, I guess. Mm. And they say, oh, you know, I'm a Tupperware consultant or a doTERRA consultant. I'm like, where are you driving your traffic to? To the website. Okay, well, you don't own that. You can't get into the back end. They can't get into the back end. So you don't know right. your, your statistics. So when you run that retargeting ad, whether it's through your website or on Facebook or whatever, you don't know who you're retargeting because no. you don't know who's coming to your website and you're not collecting them. So those people have got a unique situation again mm. where they need to capture leads differently. And, I, I, you know, I've got a few suggestions for people like that. So usually it's whether it's a Facebook group and they've got to enter their email to join or you put out a lead magnet, which we're going to talk about on other, you know, yeah, other um, podcasts. But, yeah, very interesting, Dawn. This has been a really interesting topic. So I hope our audience has enjoyed this. Um, it's a good a good question for de, you know debating and um, of course if you haven't already make sure you head over to our Instagram channel uh, podcast underscore the digital queens and on on YouTube the digital queens podcast give us some love guys these are brand new channels we need some love um, we're we're really busy behind the scenes um, and you know it's not about followers or anything like that but they are new channels so. Make sure you give it a big bear hug. And, of course, you can um, download our podcast on your preferred platform. And we're on iTunes now, we Dawn, are. I believe. We're everywhere. Yeah. Now, much. Yeah, oh, yeah. We're on uh, yeah. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and then we've got Anchor, Anchor. FM, which is our podcast hosting service. Um, that's Melissa and I have been talking about doing an episode on podcasts and how to create podcasts. <laughs> and we keep getting asked from people. Yes, I told Dawn today. So this is I, yes. my second podcast. Um, so yeah, so you guys can, um, and you can also go to the digitalqueenspodcast.com um, oh, yes, and you can get lots of our information there. We've got some resources for you that I've just uploaded actually. Ah, as well. Awesome. Um, as well as I've got to put some together for our listeners as well. So yeah, I'll get that out to you guys, you know, some TikTok tips or Facebook tips and that sort of thing, and we'll get it going. And um, the main thing is, is that we're making the content and we're, you know, able to, to give that to you guys, you know, in the form of whether you're watching this on YouTube or listening to the podcast. And yeah, we're really blessed to be able to do this and to have you all on. Yeah. So awesome. thanks guys. So guys. Take a screenshot of the podcast and please uh, tag us in on your Instagram at uh, podcast underscore cool. uh, the digital queens. <laughs> and um, yeah, we, uh, we really appreciate your, uh, your love and, and your support. We do. Oh, big high five everyone. <laughs> See you next